Welcome to Growth Marketing Camp, where we sit down with our favorite marketers to demystify growth and give you the insights to help turn your next campaign into a major success. Let's get into it. Welcome to the latest episode of Growth Marketing Camp. I'm your host, Shay Hoffman. Very excited today to welcome Kate Rooney and Jess Guffey from Design Pickle. Uh, they are both on the brand team over there, also hosts of the podcast, Creatives Are the Worst. Without further ado, Kate Rooney and Jess Guffey. Well, hey, Kate and Jess, welcome to Growth Marketing Camp. So stoked that you're here. We're so Thank happy to you. be here, especially after a couple technical difficulties. We finally made it. We finally made it, finally um, made it. after this long weekend. Awesome. Well, I'll have introduced you properly beforehand, but if uh, each of you could just take like a moment and uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up at Design Pickle, that would be amazing. Take it away, Kate. Okay. So <laughs> I started out, well, I've always been in the marketing space. I started working in marketing at a travel company, and that was kind of where I fell in love with graphic design itself. I was just young, fresh out of college, didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I had taken like one course in college, but I just, I, I illegally downloaded all the Adobe <laughs> software and just kind of learned as I went. And then eventually over time, I started freelancing and then I worked in graphic design full-time and was doing that for a few years, but then I, I wanted to do more. I was always intrigued with like what the actual marketing team was doing and how to evolve brands. So I started doing that a little bit in the, the bridal space until I came to Design Pickle, which was a very young and small startup. And that was a little over three years ago. So I've been uh, heading up their, their brand in that time. And it's just been a wild ride. So here we are. Amazing. It sounds like quite a ride. I totally remember illegally downloading the Adobe Suite as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I, is it possible to do that any longer? I'm I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they figured think it out. <laughs> I'm a little different than Kate. I did not start in graphic design. Like everyone thinks everyone at Design Pickle is just naturally a graphic designer, but that's not true. <laughs> We're here to set the record straight. <laughs> I actually started my career with the Cubs in corporate partnerships. So working with different big, big brands and really got to see a bunch of different angles um, with companies like MasterCard and General Motors and things like that. And then continued my career in that space in the entertainment side of things, working with big brands. And then came to Design Pickle, and now I head up our PR, our partnerships, and various other items. I'm still obviously working on just our brand, but figuring out how we can integrate other brands to kind of boost up the Design Pickle brand that Kate works so hard to maintain. So we work together on lots of different things. Right. You guys, you guys have a podcast together, I think, right? We do. <laughs> we do. It's called Creatives Are the Worst. And it's a unique branded podcast because it is with Design Pickle. And we talk about all the famous and infamous creatives throughout history who they've somehow changed the world and kind of finding that common thread between all of them because creatives tend to be uh, pretty, pretty unique, hence the title. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely tongue in cheek because we, we're all creatives. I, I strongly believe that everyone is creative. So it's kind of poking fun at ourselves, but we end up having some really interesting almost philosophical conversations about creativity and tying that back to, to business as well. But we laugh along the way too. It's fun. Yeah. Amazing. We fancy ourselves as uh, armchair psychologists. So we get to do that with this <laughs> podcast while also talking about different branding and marketing items that you would never expect with some of these creatives. So it's, it's really fun. We have a good time doing it. Awesome. Spectacular. 
I'm a listener. It's great. Um, oh, highly recommend it to <laughs> everyone out there. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, so like, we, subscribe. Like, subscribe. Time. Exactly. You know? I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> plugging our plug. pluggables already. <laughs> we're already plugging. So I, to back it up a little bit, I guess we could have gotten into this earlier, but can you give us kind of like a high level overview of like, who is Design Pickle? What is Design Pickle? We're a flat rate graphic design and creative services uh, subscription service. So businesses of, of any size can sign up and you just pay a single flat rate to get whichever creative service you need. So graphic design, illustrations, presentation design, and we'll be launching motion graphics later wow. this year too. Yeah. Very exciting. Long anticipated motion graphics play. A lot of people have been asking and it's finally happening. So yeah, we're super excited. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like a natural progression. I was honestly amazed that when I went onto the site, I didn't see any motion graphics on there, but it's, it's good to know that's coming down the pike. I mean, that was a very high level pitch, but Jess, do you have anything to, to add to that? What is Design Pickle all about? I think <laughs> we're at a really interesting point right now at the company where Graphic design has been our bread and butter for the first six years that we've been in business. And we're kind of in this evolution right now where we are working to add all these different other creative services so that we're basically working to become a one-stop shop for any creative need that you have. So we use a subscription workforce. We have designers, illustrators around the world. And as we're adding more services, we get to work with more and more people in the creative space around the world to accomplish that for our clients. And it's just a really cool point in the company right now. So I'm happy we're talking to you about this because awesome. it's been kind of under wraps, but now we're, we're talking about it in the open. So that's so exciting. Wow. I love, you know, I've been in organizations where like working at that inflection point, you know, when things like really start picking up, going mm -hmm. in a direction that we get really excited about. That's wonderful. On that note. So you guys have a particularly strong brand. I've known about you guys for years and, you know, pickles at trade shows, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> um, the legendary pickles. You know oh. us. Wow. <laughs> I am curious. So, you know, the way that the podcast goes, we really like to hone in on one campaign that really stood out to you guys. We talked a little bit before this. I think that it, it has to do with a man in a pickle suit. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. That is correct. Yeah. When you asked that question initially, that was kind of the first thing that popped into to both of our heads because it wasn't just an awesome campaign that performed really well. It actually made us pivot a little bit with like our own branding because it became such a popular thing and everyone loved it so much. So now it's been infused in almost everything that we create, but it's, it's the pickle suit guy. Yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like too. It's, it's a guy in a big green pickle suit. <laughs> Awesome. If we could zoom out a little bit, how did we arrive at this place where we have a man in a pickle suit? <laughs> well, I guess we, we can give a shout out to Colton, who is the actual pickle suit guy. He is our video production manager and he's fantastic, but a strong bearded guy in a pickle suit. Something about that image is really striking. So we back in, gosh, what year was that? 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Back in, in 2019, we were trying to put a promo together for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but we wanted to make it different from all of the other Black Friday sales going on at the time because it's a pretty competitive market. Everyone's doing the same thing. So we thought, you know, we all have these pickle suits. Everyone, almost everyone in the company has one, or you get one when you're, you're hired. So we're like, wouldn't it be interesting to show how this pickle suit can change your life or kind of like how design pickle can change your life, but mm -hmm. through a pickle suit. And so we created this actual 
short documentary. I mean, it's like a minute long, but it's Colton in his pickle suit doing all these amazing things about, and it was because he's wearing the pickle suit and he's able to do it. The whole thing is so funny. It has him like at a wedding at one point and yeah, it's, it's all about how wearing a giant pickle suit can change your life. I mean, I think we all know that just inherently. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, That's very we, true. we just, but I will say having worn that pickle suit many times, it does kind of bring out some powers within you that you just didn't even know you had. It could just, you feel more confidence. So <laughs> the whole, like the draw was get design pickle for a discount and we'll also give you a free pickle suit. And then the whole campaign around that was different shots of Colton as the pickle suit guy, where he later uh, became known as the pickle suit guy. And it just like changed everything. We saw just a huge spike in viewership and engagement just from like the video alone. And once we saw that, we like pivoted everything (laughs) and like made the whole campaign all around pickle suit guy. Jess, how are you involved with the campaign? So we've gone through a lot of changes just with how we do marketing and how we approach marketing. And this is a time that everyone on the marketing team, it was still pretty small, was involved in creative campaigns. Um, We were very much so hands on deck. So I just remember us randomly, I think it was like, what, the Monday before we had an impromptu meeting and we were like, what are we going to do for this? And then someone said, it was probably Kate, hey, what if we made a whole mockumentary about how the pickle suit can change your life? And then it just kind of snowballed from there and everyone was super bought in from the very beginning. And I think that's so rare to find one of those lightning bolt moments of creativity where it actually pays off and works and you see results, but everyone feels it once it's kind of thrown around and brainstormed on. I think you, you added a really good point there, Chess, that I, I failed to include was that this was all very last minute <laughs> Yes, as, as things happen in the startup Incredibly world. last minute. And when I mentioned we had to pivot, it was because this concept came in later stages. But once we saw how the results were, it was like, okay, we got to move on this. This is like, we struck gold and we ended up like pulling in over 125K in new revenue just from like that week alone. And to put things in perspective with that, we ran a promo just like a few months prior to this and it raised only 6% of that. So it was like the same discount, same everything, but the addition of the pickle suit and the pickle suit guy just blew it up entirely. Yeah. And something else that happened too, we put the video out and everyone knew the video was really funny. Like people were viewing it, but it wasn't reaching that almost viral point. And actually our paid ads director at the time was like, hey, what if we change the video just a little bit so that the hook is in the first six seconds so that if it's popping up on someone's YouTube page, they're seeing I wear an enormous pickle suit in my daily life or they're hearing that rather. And once we changed that, we saw a giant spike in engagement across channels. And the video now is approaching 1 million views on YouTube. (laughs) And a lot of that is organic. And there are... So many comments. I mean, so many likes, but people literally have said like, I spent so long trying to figure out if this man was real and where I could find him. (laughs) I'm starting to think that a pickle suit is the answer to all my problems. This is the best ad I've seen since Old Spice commercials, things like that, that we just never expected when we threw Colton in a pickle suit and paraded him around town and gorilla shot (laughs) all the shots. Yeah, that was two years ago and people are still commenting on it. They're always hilarious comments. So, I mean, you've mentioned a few times about how like it changed everything, like you had to pivot because it was so successful even. Can you talk a little bit about how, like, does it continually inform your marketing efforts? Like, is it one of those types of campaigns? 
yeah, I think, I mean, he, in a way, unofficially became the mascot of our company. And I don't Uh even think we reached a point where it wasn't even a thought anymore. It was like, oh yeah, the pickle suit guy will do this. And a really good example of that is we were doing a partnership campaign with a company called Grindology. And there wasn't even a question when we were brainstorming about how we would approach it. We were like, oh no, the pickle suit guy will be Dilly Wonka. That's (laughs) going to be the whole theme of it. And no one questioned it. It was just like, no, this is happening. And we can talk about all the other examples, but it really just somehow became a staple in everything that we do. And if Mm -hmm. it's not, it's like, oh my gosh, where's the pickle suit guy? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) And it's, it's our logo, our company name is Design Pickle, has pickle in there. And we also have a a hand-drawn pickle guy in our logo, but something about a grown man in a pickle costume just adds that that more human touch to it, of course, having a a face in there is always great for marketing and Colton's great. I mean, he really, he embraces being pickle suit guy or PSG as we call him internally. (laughs) But yeah, like, like just said, he's (laughs) he's been in almost every campaign we've had, like the, the grindology one is Dilly Wonka last October, we did like a horror movie campaign and it was the pickle suit guy infused into all of these classic horror movie scenes. So it's always there and, and he'll continue, but we're thinking about expanding it out and having different pickle suit people, you know, whole, whole community. A whole folks. jar. Is that the collective? There you go. <laughs> yeah. <was> beautiful. Well <laughs> done. I love it. Yeah, um, I mean, even with some of the partnerships that we have up and coming, I mean, we actually kind of coaxed it out of a brand that we're working with called Bonjoro. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that. Yeah. But yeah they do brand, personal, right? Yep. They do personalized videos. And we have created this whole fairy tale love story between the pickle suit guy and their bear mascot. <laughs> so everyone that's listening, keep an eye out for that. But it's just kind of transcended beyond even our own brand that we're encouraging other people to <laughs> use their mascots and content. So it's been really fun. Oh, that's amazing. I know that it was kind of an off, like, it sounds like it was like, it was like a fairly spontaneous decision, which, you know, happens all the time at startups, but like looking back and kind of seeing the whole, like how it's unfurled over time. What are some of your biggest like takeaways or things that you would do, you know, either positive or negative things that you would do differently or things that you like, 100% I'm going to take this and run with it with, you know, the rest of my marketing efforts. It's a really good question. Kate and I talk about this often and I know she'll have some thoughts here too, but I think the way our company is transformed, we really have to make time to be creative nowadays. Whereas in those times we could just get the group together, like I mentioned and go and act upon an idea. And so I think we've been really looking for ways to keep the team feeling creative, giving them the opportunity to be creative so that we continue that momentum and don't just get stuck in a rut of, well, we have the pickle suit guy as an example, let's just throw him in this content and hope that it works. So doing a better job of capturing those moments and really figuring out how to encourage the team to constantly be creative rather than getting stuck in the growth mindset Mm -hmm. and only focused on numbers and metrics and stuff like that, that naturally occurs as you grow. I was going to say, especially at this phase in the business where it is all about the growth and it moves so quickly, some of that can be lost along the way, but it, it works well with us because Design Pickle, we're growing as a company, but we're maturing as a company too. So there's always that fine, like a balance between, you know, being our quirky, funny selves, but also like demonstrating that we are a legitimate, serious business because we're both, we can infuse both. And I think that the pickle suit guy was kind of a perfect example of like the evolution of that. It was, we had a little cartoon figure 
we had other people in the pickle suit in our advertising before, but it didn't look consistent. It was just like thrown in there. But then as we evolve, we had to make it like more structured in a way. And so I think a big part of that too is like, like just said, you can just, you know, throw creative ideas out there, but I think the execution of things are really important. So making sure that if you do want to have your mascot, like maybe invest in some good photography or some videography. It worked well with us because our video team is awesome. They made it look like, I don't know, it, it could have won an Academy Award. <laughs> it's I'm not saying like everyone has There's to have that, time. but <laughs> yeah, maybe instead of, you know, just taking a, a picture on your phone get a nice shot, get it edited. And I think that'll take you a lot further. Even if it is a bizarre or strange image, it can still look polished and professional in the long run. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense to me. Also, I, I appreciate this idea of, you know, starting from a place of that's like fairly quirky, but then to your point being like, okay, this is wonderful, but like, what can we do to tighten this up and make it and, and you know, have consistency makes it so that like, like you were mentioning with polishing, it's a way to take something that's really quirky, but like, it also still feels like a legitimate brand. And, you know, I, I think it's probably also really important for like companies at your stage to find that balance. Yeah. Amazing points. On that note, so I think we touched on this a little bit. For folks who are hearing this and they're like, whoa, that seems like a great idea outside of making sure that they end up with something that's polished, you know, hire an editor, et cetera. What advice do you have for the marketers out there who are kind of also grappling with this kind of duality? Yes, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for that question. Great. It's going to sound weird at first, but know your audience. Like that is the number one thing. If you are writing, designing anything and it's for the wrong audience, doesn't matter. doesn't matter how good it is. It's, it's just going to go right past them. So we, you know, we joke about like, well, then pickle soup guy, how does that resonate? But it doesn't matter like how young or how old someone is. People can still relate to like that humor. Like that can still, that's still attainable. So everything that we create, we still have our, our target personas in mind always. And we, we start there, but then you can like almost having that structure helps you be more creative in a way, because it's not like you're just starting with like everything that you can ever think of. It's you're kind of working in this finite space. But I think on top of that too, Kate and I talk a lot about, you know, cause we'll massage the messaging and make sure it actually resonates with our audience. What stops people in their tracks these days. It's Mm. so cluttered. Everywhere is so cluttered with ads, with social media content, with everything. So we focus a lot on, okay, what is our mission statement? What is our value proposition in one sentence? And then how do we snap that up so that if someone's scrolling through Instagram, whatever they are doing, they stop and say, wow, this is me. They're speaking directly to me. And I think going through that exercise, even if it's not usable at the end of the day, is really important because it forces you to get in that mindset of, I am the consumer. I am the target demographic of my own product. How would I want to be approached? And once you flip that script, you find that your messaging is a lot more targeted and a lot more effective if you're actually marketing to people that actually need to see that messaging. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Out of curiosity, how are you guys testing the messaging? Like, what does that process look like? (laughs) So many different ways. I mean, we do have a performance marketing team that will take that stuff and then, you know, we'll make recommendations from brand and communications perspective and they'll test certain messaging with different creative and then come back and say, this is our hypothesis. What do we need to do? So it's a very collaborative effort, I would say, 
across mm-hmm. performance and brand and comms and all that good stuff to make sure that we're seeing results with what we have out there. And if we're not, why is that the case and what we can mm-hmm. do to tweak it so that we are getting results consistently. Mm-hmm. And we're always testing and using all those different tools. I mean, even just Google optimize or looking at Google uh, analytics, but like just said, each week we'll go through a set of ads and see how they performed. And then as a team kind of go through why we think this one performed or why we think this one didn't, whether that's some of the, the language used or the graphics, and then make these hypotheses, get the, the new creative done and see what happens next week. I would highly recommend to making it a team effort because I think a lot of people are afraid to put too many people in a room. And there are cases where there are too many cooks in the kitchen. We experience that in a multitude of our functions. But I think with when it comes to what you're putting out into the universe, the more opinions you have, the better, because you're trying to reach the most amount of people. And it might hit a certain person in a different way than another person. So, I mean, we've had conversations as simple as, I don't think that green color really works there, which is so simple and very detailed for that specific ad. But that person had a point <laughs> and the was green true. wasn't working. The, the yellow was so, better, turned out. So, exactly. So seek opinions and open it up to a broader audience if that's who you're actually trying to reach in the actual real world. Amazing. I was just thinking about, Kate, what you were talking about, freedom with inside a box, right? Yeah. If you have a defined set of parameters, then, you know, the sky is the limit. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you don't have any parameters, then, you know, stuff is filling all over the place. Right. Or it's, it's easy just... to get paralyzed. You don't even know where to start because there's no totally. starting point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's something to be said about thinking outside the box, but like with inside a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to phrase it, I think. Wonderful. Well, a few more questions. Are there any folks in the marketing world right now that you guys really look up to think that people should be following what's kind of on your radar at the moment. We were just talking about this this morning. I would say I'm less focused on specific people, but more so what brands are doing. So a really good example is Airbnb. We just noticed we were looking at different branding stuff for a workshop that we're hosting internally and Airbnb just updated their entire website to include and feature custom illustrations, which to us is really exciting because that's a feature and service that we offer. Mm-hmm. So to see that trend kind of building and see a really big brand like Airbnb doing it, we got really excited and we were like, well, who else is doing it? Where else can we look for this? So I think that's a huge source of inspiration for us is just looking to the big brands and seeing what are they doing on their websites? How are they phrasing their messages? How are they phrasing their emails? And what inspiration can we pull from that? Um, because those people are usually ahead of the times. Kate, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Their <laughs> Airbnb is killing it. I mean, I'm jealous that they have their own font. Kate loves fonts. <laughs> I do. I mean, I really need to seek help for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I kind of same with Jess. I, I I look at a lot of brands for inspiration, to not only just design wise, but yeah, what are they doing? What are they doing differently? I'm a huge fan of Wistia. I love, we're, we're also customers, but I mean, their branding is on point. Their email messaging is on point. They have the great balance of like informative and educational, but also I, I wouldn't call them like silly or anything. And they've definitely matured a lot more too, but still very unique in their own way. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones. We love uh, Lattice too, which is another service we use. That's, it's all about... <laughs> like the workforce development, but their, their branding is great. They do an excellent job of talking about their different products and services that they have on their site and explaining them in a really clear way. So yeah, we, we're always looking for inspo everywhere. Awesome. 
Well, final thing, if people want to learn more about you guys and Design Pickle, where should we direct folks? You can find us on LinkedIn. Design Pickle, of course, is at Design Pickle across all social media channels. Our podcast is at Creatives Are the Worst on Instagram. So we are taking requests for certain creative people to cover right now if people have ideas for us. And then we're Worst Creatives on Twitter. I think that's everything. Did I miss anything? But um, I, I'll plug it again. Subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> <laughs> Creatives are the worst. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> and what was the last podcast you did? Who was the last creative you guys covered? We just covered Fleetwood Mac, actually. Yeah. It was really? a wild Today. ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild ride. Awesome. Well, hey, Kate, Jess, thank you so much for coming on to Growth Marketing Camp. This was awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's fun. Thanks for listening to Growth Marketing Camp. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give it a quick five-star rating or share it with a friend or colleague looking to get a little more inspiration for their next campaign. If you want to learn more about the company behind the show, head to opensense.com. That's O-P-E-N-S-E-N-S-E.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.